It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This is your Times Daily World Briefing for Sunday, the 21st of August. I'm Holly Keogh. And I'm Nkem Ifejika. The daughter of a close Putin ally is killed in a Moscow bomb. And... 32 people are killed in two separate crashes in Turkey. The second bus slid to the site and hit the first responders and the wounded people on the ground. The Times Daily World Briefing. The daughter of a close ally to President Putin has reportedly been killed near Moscow. According to state media, Daria Dugina, daughter of influential philosopher Alexander Dugin, died when her car caught fire following an explosion. It's thought that her father may have been the intended target of the attack. The philosopher's daughter was a prominent journalist who was very vocal with her support for the invasion of Ukraine. This comes as President Vladimir Zelensky urged Ukrainians to be vigilant ahead of Wednesday's celebrations to mark 31 years of independence from Soviet rule. We should be aware that this week Russia may try to do something particularly nasty, something particularly cruel, such as our enemy. But in any other week during these six months, Russia did the same thing all the time, disgusting and cruel. Meanwhile, Russian and Ukrainian officials said that a Russian missile hit a residential area of southern Ukraine, not far from a nuclear power station, wounding 14 civilians. The strike at the Piven Nuclear Inc.'s nuclear station and fresh shelling near the Zaporizhia station, Europe's largest, revived fears of a nuclear accident. Hamish de Breton Gordon is a former commanding officer of the UK's Chemical, Biological, Radiological and Nuclear Regiment, and he told Times Radio it's an incredibly dangerous situation. The Russians seem to have a complete disregard for the rules of war in the Geneva Convention. So what what is happening in Zaporizhia at the moment, and has been happening, is, as I think I said at the beginning, without wanting to sound trite, is absolutely bonkers. No sane person would act like this. And I think this is something of of great concern for, for NATO and those people who are trying to find a peace in Ukraine. Russian forces in Crimea have been targeted by a fresh drone strike. The Russian-appointed regional leader said a Ukrainian drone targeting Russia's Black Sea Fleet in the city of Sevastopol was shot down yesterday. However, Ukraine has not claimed responsibility. Rear Admiral Chris Parry, former Director General of the UK's Ministry of Defence, told Times Radio that he sees neither side getting a sizeable advantage right now. There aren't really any advances on any front, but I think the key battleground uh, is going to be Kherson. I think what we're seeing right now is a sort of lower division side, the Ukrainians, one up, approaching half-time against a Premier League side, Russia. And frankly, Russia needs half-time because it needs to regroup, uh, it needs to resupply, it's got to have a second go at this. And I suspect that's what the Russians are doing. 
32 people have been killed in two fatal bus crashes in Turkey. In the first incident in Nizip in Gaziantep province, a bus hit a road crash, killing 16 people and injuring 21 on Saturday. The regional governor, Davut Gul, explained what happened. Around 10.45 this morning, a passenger bus crashed here. While the fire brigade, medical teams and other colleagues were responding to the accident, another bus crashed 200 meters behind. The second bus slid to the site and hit the first responders and the wounded people on the ground. Rescue workers and journalists had gathered to attend to victims of the crash and report on the incident when the second bus struck. The provincial governor said on Twitter that firefighters, emergency workers and journalists were among those killed. The second incident occurred in a similar manner 150 miles to the east in Derek Mardin province. Sixteen people were killed when a truck hit a crowd of people who had also gathered following an accident. Officials said the truck's brakes failed. Harrowing footage taken at the scene showed a truck plowing through a group of people in cars. On the way, the Zulu kingdom gets a new king and the official return of Benefer as Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez tie the knot. The Times Daily World Briefing. In an attempt to restart peace talks in Colombia to end nearly 60 years of war, the newly elected president has suspended arrest warrants and extradition requests for members of the National Liberation Army, or ELN. President Gustavo Petro's announcement is part of a principal campaign promise of bringing total peace to Colombia. To try to build the road, hopefully quickly and expeditiously, where the ELN ceases to be an insurgent guerrilla in Colombia. And I invite those who make up the so-called self-defense groups to start a similar path and jointly deliver this region to peace and the life of its own members. Representatives of the left-wing guerrilla group have remained in Cuba since previous talks were called off in 2019. Former President Ivan Duque Marquez called off talks with the ELN after one of the group's bombs killed 22 police cadets in Bogota. Soon after Petro was elected, representatives of the ELN said they would be willing to begin talks. The Zulu Kingdom in South Africa has made Misuzulu Kazwalatini its new monarch in a melodious and boisterous ceremony held on Saturday. The 48-year-old was crowned at the Kwakangela Menkangane Palace. One of the rites performed saw the incoming king enter the sacred cattle pen to commune with his ancestors before being announced to the Zulu nation both dead and alive as the new monarch. Thousands attended the ceremony with many draped in leopard skin, carrying shields and spears. King Misuzulu's ascension to the throne was delayed for a year following the death of his father, King Goodwill, last year. Some argued that his will was forged and that Misuzulu was not the rightful heir. When Goodwill died, he left behind six wives and 28 children. A succession battle took place in the royal family as they vied for power. His third wife, Queen Manfombi, who was also of royal lineage, became caretaker, as stipulated in the disputed will. The role gave her the responsibility of appointing a successor. When she also died a few weeks after the king, her will said Mrs. Zulu should succeed him. The feud played out in public as several legal challenges were launched to support two other main candidates. 
Zulus make up a fifth of South Africa's multi-ethnic population, with the position of king seen as highly influential. The Times Daily World Briefing. Sport. With the latest from the Rage on the Red Sea, here's John Jackson. Alexander Usyk has retained his heavyweight boxing titles after beating Anthony Joshua in Saudi Arabia. The Ukrainian won a split points decision against the British former champion and immediately turned his sights on rival heavyweight world champion Tyson Fury. The British fighter currently holds the other heavyweight title but announced his retirement following his last fight against Dillian White earlier this year. However, Usyk made it very clear he wants to take on the Gypsy King, saying, If I'm not fighting Tyson Fury, I'm not fighting at all. It remains to be seen if Fury will be tempted to step into the ring once again, but it was a positive night for Usyk amid the uncertain situation back home due to the Russian invasion of Ukraine. Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky hailed it as a difficult but important and necessary victory. The Times Daily World Briefing Entertainment Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez have said I do one more time in a ceremony at their $8.9 million mansion, surrounded by a star-studded guest list. The couple, known as Benefer's love story, spans over 20 years as they dated back in 2002, became engaged in 2003, then split up in 2004. But in April last year, they reconciled and finally got married last month in an intimate Las Vegas ceremony. Their latest ceremony, however, was a much more lavish affair, with guests all dressed in white as they attended. When JLo announced the nuptials, she said, When love is real, the only thing that matters in marriage is one another, and the promise we make to love, care, understand, be patient, loving and good to one another. And hatchlings of an endangered sea turtle species, which hadn't been spotted for 75 years, have been seen on the Chandelier Islands just off the coast of New Orleans. The Kemp's Ridley sea turtles also happen to be the world's smallest, which also automatically makes them the cutest. Wildlife experts recorded dozens of turtle crawls and two live hatchlings as they tried to make their way to sea. They were elated at finding them in Louisiana, as most of the nesting sites are located in Tamaulipas in Mexico. Some of the threats faced by the Kemp's Ridleys include loss of nesting waters, ocean pollution, climate change, being struck by vessels and being mistakenly caught by fishes. The Coastal Authority says they may find more nests in the coming weeks. And that's your Times Daily World Briefing for Sunday the 21st of August. This podcast from The Times is brought to you in partnership with Google Podcasts.